How does having an idea of what you want to do impact you during your third-year rotations? What is the attraction to women's global health? What are some of the highs and lows leading up to match day? Why did the class of 2017 have a much higher match rate in OBGYN than normal? Today on Talking Missions and Med Student Life, I interview Melissa, a successful OBGYN match student here at the University of Utah School of Medicine. Helping you prepare for one of the most rewarding careers in the world. This is Talking Admissions and Med Student Life with your host, the Dean of Admissions at the University of Utah School of Medicine, Dr. Benjamin Chan. Okay, welcome to another edition of Talking Admissions and Med Student Life. We've got a great guest today, Melissa. How are you doing? Good, how are you? Good. Uh, you're dressed in scrubs. I guess you ran over here. Yes. In between rounds? Uh, after rounds. After rounds. What are you on right now? I'm on the Huntsman ICU rotation. Okay. Oh, intense. Yeah. Yeah, it's been really sad, but good. What do you mean sad, but good? Um, a lot of end-of-life discussions mm. and um, poor prognoses with cancer patients, but um, pretty helpful, I think. I, I haven't been exposed to a lot of that during med school, so it's been cool to see that. Very nice, very nice. So just to introduce yourself, um, originally from California, Yep. did undergrad out in Colgate. Mm-hmm. I remember this. Nice. And I came out here for med school. And now you're headed off to the East Coast again for residency. Yes. So let's break this down one by one. So okay. um, what field did you end up choosing? I'm going into OBGYN. And how did you come to that decision? What? I mean, did um, you start med school thinking about that? Yeah. Or what led you to that? It's kind of path? been a long time coming. My mm-hmm. mom is an OBGYN, and I had grown up doing some global health work with her. Um, I've always been really interested in like women's rights and advocacy, Planned Parenthood type stuff. Um, and then during my third year, loved the OR, loved surgery, um, and just kind of like the pace of labor and delivery. I felt like it was a great fit for me. Mm-hmm. Very cool. And you mentioned global health. Mm-hmm. Were you able to do any global health while in medical school here? I did a little bit during spring break of first year. Um, I went to St. Lucia with one of my classmates mm-hmm. whose mom does quite a bit of uh, medical work there. And um, we did some like diabetes care while we were there. Mm-hmm. It was cool. And then undergrad, where'd you go? Um, so in undergrad, I went, I did quite a bit. I spent like four months in Zambia working on a WHO study on postpartum hemorrhage mm. and then um, did a few like surgical type um, teaching trips, which were really cool. Very nice. So when someone starts medical school thinking they're going to do, you know, X, and, you know, there's kind of like this pressure there. And, you know, I, sometimes they, sh- you know, students I've noticed struggled with like, oh, when they finally get to X on third year, sometimes mm-hmm. it's a letdown. Sometimes it catches them off guard. Did, what, did yeah. that happen to you at all? Or I think it's definitely stressful to have an idea of what you want to do because you have this added stress of wanting to excel in that rotation. And I think there's just so much more like personal stress that you put on performing well. Um, but I think that you kind of, see what fits best for you. And so hopefully you can put, put that stress aside, but I do think you definitely, um, are just kind of hyper acutely aware to negative feedback or, um, things that you might hear about ways for you to improve when you're on a rotation. That's something that you want to pursue. Now, strategically, did you place that in the middle of third year or beginning or end or where did you do your OBGYN rotation? I did it. Yeah. Pretty much in the middle. I Mm -hmm. think I did it right before surgery. I was pretty much deciding between surgery and OB mm-hmm. um, and thought that OB would be a good way to prep me for surgery, but was pretty sure I'd prefer OB. <laughs> and then you mentioned the surgery parts, uh, delivering babies. Yeah. Is that kind of a second part? No, or, I okay. love it all. <laughs> oh, okay. it's, all, it's all part of the same package. Yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah. Um, was it pretty, I assume you, you've delivered babies prior to med school. Um, 
Um, I had been in deliveries, okay. but not like personally delivering. Most of my exposure to OB stuff was like in sub-Saharan Africa. And mm. I was more just watching like midwives than dealing with postpartum hemorrhage side of things, but not actually the deliveries. Mm-hmm. So, uh, pretty magical. Yeah, the first amazing. few deliveries, or is it still magical? For it's you? still magical. Okay. I just saw my first breach delivery like a month ago, mm. like breach extraction with twins, and it was amazing. It was one of the coolest things I've seen. What made it so cool? Um, the amount of time that pause where you're not sure uh, if the baby, the second baby's going to come out, and um, there's just so much emotion in the room, and I think it's just a crazy time. Mm-hmm. Everyone is very emotional and excited and then with a good outcome it's kind of the best you can imagine that's awesome how much time are we talking about i mean less than you know 30 seconds but it feels like a long oh, okay, time okay. When, right. when the baby's head is stuck and you just see feet dangling <laughs> <laughs> wow any babies named melissa that you know about <laughs> not yet okay not yet. <laughs> all right well maybe maybe at your new location all right we'll so you're you're thinking about OBGYN. you had a really positive experience any fields that kind of tempted you or it was pretty yeah. much all, well, it sounds like surgery. Surgery. Mm-hmm. And then I was really tempted by ER as well. I think mm-hmm. I like the pace of that. And, um, just the people who work in the ED were felt like people that I really got along with. Mm-hmm. Um, but I also liked the kind of continuity of OB and so felt like I wanted something where I would have clinic and patients with long-term relationships. Okay. And so fourth year starts and you're dedicated, you're committed to OBGYN. Mm -hmm. Uh, And then you mentioned before you started, you had, you did a away rotation. So Mm -hmm. help, help people listening understand like what went into fourth year preparation and why you made the decisions that you did and what that looked like. So in like the spring of your third year, you'll try and figure out your fourth year schedule. Um, and it's pretty specialty specific, but usually try and do a sub I here in labor and delivery and then spent a month doing some gyne surgery. Um, and then went for an away rotation at a hospital where I thought I might want to go, um, and had a really good experience there. Um, and then came back, um, um, for interview season and then this spring have just been doing some medicine, ICU, ER, more broad medicine type Mm -hmm. stuff. Now your away rotation, uh, how much, I mean, did you have to apply? How much did it cost? What'd you do for housing? Yeah. Yeah. So you apply, I applied maybe in March of my third year, um, through a VSAS application, kind of like a common app. Yeah. Visiting student application services. Yeah, exactly. Um, and then you, I don't know if there's a fee with that, an application fee or anything, probably. I think it's a little bit. I don't think it's for free. Yes. <laughs> Very few things in medicine are for free. Yeah. Um, so I filled that out and then just kind of waited to hear back. Um, and then, yeah, everything's just kind of on your own to get set up in terms of housing. Um, for me, fortunately, I had a significant other there, so it was super easy, but... Um, I know that there are lots of websites to help with that. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, for the most part, it's just kind of self set up and, you know, away rotations have been described to me as like an audition, you know, yeah. you get to see them, they get to see you. Yeah. Did you feel you had to be on your A game the entire time? I felt, I don't know. I feel like people overstate or overemphasize kind of that idea to me. I mean, it was intimidating to think you don't want to disappoint someone while you're there for a month. But for me, it was way easier to get, I I think it's easy to get along with people. And Mm -hmm. if you work with them for a month, you find out it's a good fit. That's awesome. Um, I didn't feel like I, you know, I was worried initially that you're not smart enough and you don't know enough facts. But on my way rotation, I felt like it was way more about teamwork and just are you willing to put the time in, the effort in, so much less about just like your fund of knowledge. And so I think from that standpoint, 
it's a really great way to mm-hmm. just see if it's a good fit as long as you're a nice human. <laughs> <laughs> nice human being yeah. that plays well with others. Yeah. <laughs> How did you feel you did as a, a University of Utah School of Medicine student? I mean, well, you, were, you were with other students from other schools, correct? Yes. Uh, I was on my own. Like I was the only fourth year on, at okay. that site. So you just dominated the third years. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. Um, but I worked with third years. Okay. Yeah. All right. All right. Um, and this has been a very controversial question. Did you take your white coat from here out there? Oh, well, that's a long story. Let's talk about this. All right. So people might not know. Uh, apparently, half the medical schools in the United States believe in long white coats for their medical mm. students. The other half believe in short white coats. Kind of a uniform thing. Um, and this causes friction when people do away rotations here and when our students go do away rotations there. So how did that play out? Well, I did not buy a short white coat. I brought my long one. Unfortunately, my plane ran over my bag on, on my way to my away rotation. Ouch. And so my white coat was like completely demolished. Um, and luckily in OB, they don't they really They told you wear, later words? Yeah. That, yeah. That the plane ran over? <laughs> there was like over. a tire mark over the whole thing and all Did the they clothes. compensate you for this? Yes. Okay. Thankfully. All right. Um, but yeah, so thankfully in OB, they don't really wear any white coats ever because okay. labor and delivery is just so crazy. But um, I'd say, yeah, it is weird. And everyone else is wearing short white coats. Um, and here we don't. But I really like it here because you don't stand out as... Yeah, it's kind of the uniform. Thing. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's nice. Excellent. Okay, so we can talk about the hospital. So Washington Hospital Center. Mm-hmm. Did you do any other hospitals in the D.C. area? or I mean, did you target other ones? or Oh, for a ways? Yeah. I just did that. Or I just went to Georgetown. So my away rotation was actually at the Georgetown University Hospital. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, yeah, they're associated with Washington Hospital Center as well as Virginia Hospital mm-hmm. Center. And I did, like, a few call shifts at both of those to make sure, to just kind of see what those were like. Mm-hmm. They're pretty different than the Georgetown Hospital, which is a little more quiet and academic. Okay. So, and you mentioned your significant other. Yeah. So he is now a resident out there. Correct. But you met here. Yes. Okay. <laughs> That's great because everyone, you know, everyone always asks me about meeting others and, and developing relationships. Any advice you'd give to, you know, incoming students or current medical students in this um, area? Well, Was it challenging to date someone a year ahead of you? No. Okay. We started dating pretty late in med school though. So I think that might've helped. And okay. I kind of never thought I would date someone in med- medicine, but okay. Um, so love just happens. <laughs> it just happens. It's unpredictable. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Okay. Um, and so he's out there. And so you yeah. felt, I'm, I'm sure you talked about a lot. You felt that you want to be out there too. Yeah. Okay. So how, you know, what kind of strategy do you do when you're kind of confined to a, a geographic location? I mean, yeah. You know, Philadelphia is not too far away. I mean, how big did you look? Yeah, I still applied pretty broadly. I'm from San Francisco, and so mm-hmm. I also actually did an away rotation in San Francisco um, and just kind of applied all throughout the country at places I thought that I would like to live, um, with obviously the priority being D.C., but in case that didn't work out. Okay. Um, I think we figured, for me, getting good training was most important. So Okay, okay. So uh, how many programs did you apply to? Oh gosh, probably like thirty-eight. Okay. Ish. Um, and how many interviews did you get? I interviewed at thirteen. Okay, and is that considered enough? A lot? Well, I think that's enough. Okay. I said no to a few places. Okay. I felt like it was enough for me. All right, all right. And then leading up to your rank list, you felt good about it. Yeah. So tell me about <laughs> leading up to match day. What was going through your mind? How yeah, did you feel? lots of highs and lows. I think there are days where you're like, this is going to be great. It's going to work out perfectly just as I want. And then there are other days you're not sure you're going to match um, and everything in between. 
I think um, it's a really pretty a cool experience to go through with your classmates because no one quite understands it. Like you and your friends, your family can't relate. I have, you know, a mom in medicine and she still, I felt like couldn't quite relate. Um, and I think, yeah, it's an emotional time, but you just kind of have to let it work out. Okay. And so when you opened up your envelope, were you by yourself? Was your family there? Was your significant other yeah. via Skype? I mean, how'd that look like? My family was here from California okay. and then he was working in DC. He couldn't come out, but his parents were here. Oh, um, okay. I matched it as well. So a little serious. That's serious, right? <laughs> so you hit the uh, by parents to the match <laughs> yeah. day kind of stage of the relationship. Yeah, okay. exactly. All right. Yeah. Cool. So excited, happy. So excited. Okay. So happy. Great. And did the program reach out to you later and say, yeah. hey, you know, welcome? Yeah, or, yeah. Or... Lots of texts. I mean, I made a lot of friends there, residents and interns who I had worked with, um, who are all really happy and I think excited that I matched there. They all knew it's what I wanted. And mm-hmm. so. And OBJ in five years, four years? Four. Four years. Uh, and then you think about subspecializing? I think I'm going to be a generalist. Okay. Um, what kind of different options are there? Yeah. So in OB, you can specialize in high risk OB, like maternal fetal medicine. You can do, if you're more interested in surgery, guy in uh, oncology, mm. um, you can do family planning. If you're interested in kind of, um, terminations and contraception, that sort of thing. Um, and then like REI, reproductive endocrinology. Mm-hmm. Um, and then OB like generally is both obstetrics and gynecology. So that's kind of what I'm interested in. I'm work- interested in working with underserved populations. So mm-hmm. I think that being more broad is what will help me most. Okay. And those fellowships are usually a year or two years or? They kind of depend. A lot of them oh, are okay. three years. Oh, three years. Ooh, three yeah. more years on top of it. Okay. <laughs> yeah. All right. And then uh, global health. Do you think you'll yeah. practice globally or what do you think? I hope so, for sure. Um, I think part of what I love about OB is the kind of immense possibility for women's health um, worldwide and a lot of room for improvement there with maternal mortality and newborn mortality. Um, So I'm really interested, less so in like research, but um, more so in the clinical aspect and policy side of things. Mm -hmm. I know your class, there is there's many people interested in OBGYN. Yeah. Have you thought about why is that? Is it just kind of like the ebbs and flows? Because I think yeah. seven, eight individuals. Yeah, seven and, of us went and, in, and that's pretty. That's higher than normal. Mm-hmm. So last year there were two, I think. Yeah, what do you think is going on? Um, I think part of it is the residents here. They're awesome, and the rotation here at the U is just a really fun one. I think most people really enjoy it during their third year, regardless of whether or not they want to go into OB. Um, and then the group of people who are going in this into OB this year, I think, are all really passionate about women's health um, and interested in OB for a variety of reasons beyond just kind of like the medical aspect of it. Hmm. And then you're also a class officer, right? Correct. Right. And So tell me, what does that look like during your fourth year and what kind of yeah. events do you do? And I remember seeing a lot of emails from, cause I'm on the listservs. I saw oh, gosh, a lot. Of, I apologize. I, I, no, it's good. I, I saw some angry emails about your book photos and yeah. <laughs> those turned in. So yeah. I hope people got, did the people get this? Yeah, I'm okay. turning it in today. Okay. Your book, okay. So. Right. so yeah, what did, what did, what did a fourth year class yeah, president Yeah, so like? fourth year class president, you, um, most of your stuff happens in the spring. You organize match day and then make a class yearbook, um, as well as work on the dean's reception, organize like different fourth year awards that are given out to faculty and students. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, and then otherwise just kind of coordinate with your fellow classmates about any issues that are going on. So aside from fourth years turning in their photos to be part of the yearbook, yeah. what other challenges were there from a class pres- um, president perspective? That was 
was really that was really it. Okay. Well, since you're friends with everyone, so you can kind of like track them down and just say, "Hey, yeah." It had to be aggressive or at times. Do not make force me to use funny pictures exactly. or embarrassing pictures. Right? Yes. Okay. <laughs> cool. All right. So um, let's jump back to Colgate time. Yeah. So. Uh, you know, what advice or counsel would you give to those who are looking to apply to medical school? Mm. Like, what's the secret ingredient? How'd you get in? What'd you do? <laughs> I think um, more than anything, it takes persistence and um, some confidence that it's going to be okay, which no one can ever be sure of. And you're never going to know if you're going to get in. But um, I think for me, that was most important. I would tell myself so many nights during organic chemistry that I wasn't smart enough. Mm. And... Um, I think it can really bog you down with those prereqs, but um, that has so little to do with actual medical school. So keeping in mind that those are kind of hoops to jump through, but that you're smart enough and you can, as long as you're persistent and you want it bad enough, I think it's definitely attainable. Mm-hmm. And what attracted you to Utah? I mean, how'd you end up here? <laughs> I love to ski and um, there's really nowhere else in the world you can ski and go to med school so easily. That's so true. there's that. <laughs> I was hoping that proximity to California or <laughs> something true. about our curriculum also attracted you. <laughs> No, okay. also that. Okay. All right. <laughs> yeah. Very cool. Very cool. And then during medical school, I mean, there's kind of this perception like, oh, it's medical school. It's like so hard, so difficult. But then you get to medical school. I mean, what was the biggest surprise? You know, when you look mm-hmm. back on your past four years here, what would you say? What 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 just kind of, you know, when you think about it, what what surprised you? What shocked you? What what was different than you had thought would be? Mm-hmm. Well, I thought I'd be smarter by the end of it. <laughs> thought I'd know more. Okay. And I think you just realize how much more you have to learn. Mm-hmm. Um, I think, hmm, that's a good question. I would say people say that you like can't have a life and that med school is just going to be studying for four years. I think that that is a gross exaggeration. I think you study a lot and there are times where you really don't do much other than that, specifically during boards prep. But, um, other times of the year, you're very much able to have a social life and go on with all the things that keep you happy. And, mm-hmm. and I don't think that going to med school precludes that. Okay. So the skiing, had yeah. time for skiing, had <laughs> time for time. relationships, friends. Yes. Right. Sounds like you got had some time to go to trips to California, I yeah. assume, go yeah. home and see the family. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, and, you know, your family must be overjoyed. You know, you're continuing the family legacy of BYN, correct? <laughs> yeah. Okay. I think they're excited. Do you, do you think your mom tried to talk you out of it or how do you feel she, she felt about this? She tried to stay really quiet during third year when I'd call her with like, ah, I hate this. I love this. Um, she did not want to influence me. I think okay. once she knew for sure that I was had chosen OB, she was really excited, felt like it was a good fit. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think there's a piece of her that is excited that I'm doing the same thing she is. Um, but yeah, I did not receive any pressure or anything like that, which okay. was nice. That's good. That's good. <clears throat> You know, parents yes. you decide your own path. <laughs> yes. All right. Well, uh, any other advice or tips you would give to people out there? Um, thinking about medical school, yeah. thinking about OBGYN residency. I would say stick with it. I think it seems like a really long road, and I have a lot of friends who graduated college with me and are now applying to med school um, and are just as excited as I was four years ago to be applying and hopefully starting. Um, mm-hmm. And it seems, I think, daunting. Sometimes if you've taken a few years off, but I think, um, if that's your path, it's totally fine. And I think being open to that is important. And if you decide in college that it's what you want to do and you can go straight through, that's great too. Mm -hmm. Very cool. Well, Melissa, thank you for coming on the pod. Thank you. The best of luck to you in Washington, D.C. How excited you're going to be in D.C. So excited. All right. Thanks, Melissa. Thank you.
Thanks for listening to Talking Admissions and Med Student Life with Dr. Benjamin Chan, the ultimate resource to help you on your journey to and through medical school. A production of the Scope Health Sciences Radio, online at thescoperadio.com.